Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Beckham Z-Tam down by the seaside. Beckham Z-Tam wins the Breeders' Crown. It's Rock and Ron, Mick Wicked on the inside. Mick Wicked to win the Jim York Memorial. Fear the Dragon fights on down by the seaside on the outside. Fear the Dragon down by the seaside. Down by the seaside. And Brian Sears gets up to do it. Keystone Velocity getting closer. Mel Mar looking for the line. Keystone Velocity. Keystone Velocity Keystone Velocity and Dan Dubay to win the Potomac Pace. This guy's the Energizer Bunny as they head for the wire fire your guns. Here he comes, foiled again. He keeps going and going and going and going and going. You're tuned in to the official. Podcast of the Sport of Harness Racing, Post Time with Mike and Mike, with co-hosts Mike Carter. And it's bus 936, and bus 936 on the wings of an angel. And Mike Bozich. Outside Heaven Rocks, but the clock's running out. Filibuster Hanover wins the Commodore Ferry. Touch that dial. It's another Thursday edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And Mike, boy, do we have an action-packed show, but just announced coming up on Sunday, a very special edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike uh, coming up live from the Hall of Fame in Goshen, New York. Yes, certainly. We are so excited to have this opportunity to celebrate Harness Racing's greats as they get another round of great, great people gets inducted into the uh, Harness Racing Hall of Fame. And, Mike, I'm just so excited. And, boy, I'll tell you what, I come back from vacation, and you work your magic. Uh, You give me a call, like, Mike, I got to talk to you. Mike, I got to talk to you. And unbelievable. But we are, for post-time of Mike and Mike, we are truly honored to have this opportunity. And Mike, it's going to be fantastic. Why don't you fill us in on some of the details maybe if people missed the press release? Yeah, it's going to be live from Goshen, New York from 7 to 10 p.m. It's going to be a little bit different than our normal live remotes. Um, You're really not going to hear um, myself or Mike Bozich talk uh, all that much, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, Basically, uh, we're going to – the whole ceremony is going to be uh, live on our show. Uh, There will be about a 45-minute or so uh, break where um, the dinner will take place in which you'll hear a segment that uh, Mike and I are putting together – Um, We are going to talk about each of the Hall of Fame nominees, um, excuse me, all the Hall of Fame inductees, uh, all of them uh, being inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. And uh, then we'll come back for the final hour of the uh, show. Uh, Roger Houston will be the MC of ceremonies. You can listen live via our website, posttimewithmikeandmike.com. And uh, also there's a link on the USTA website, uh, Mike, via ustrotting.com. Yeah, it's going to be great, and uh, I'll tell you what, 
you talk about some of the fantastic inductees that we have in the uh, class of 2018, Jules Siegel, uh, Margarita Willenius Clayberg. Uh, and I'll tell you what, something about Margarita that a lot of people don't know, Mike, and we were talking a little bit about her before we got on the air. But every once in a while, those ships that I take pictures of that go through oh, yeah. the Delaware River, they have the name Willenius on them, and she is a relative of the ships, which now basically they, uh, they're car carriers, and they come huh. from all over the place, and they come right through. Every once in a while, you'll see them. They come through the Delaware River, and they'll have the name Millennius on them. Just, I mean, just great, great stuff. Such a small world, but uh, she's going to be inducted. Carl Becker and you know Mike, us as announcers, we're very <laughs> excited about the induction of Carl Becker. I had a chance to uh, grow up on Carl Becker, longtime announcer at Springfield and DeCoin. And that's when Illinois fairs were really, 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 really good. I mean, there was great racing there. And uh, so, you know, Carl Becker, we're very excited. And, of course, everybody knows his son, Kurt. He's been on the show a few times. Dave Briggs has been on the show multiple times. Dave going into the Communicators Hall of Fame, certainly a, a spot well-deserved for, uh, uh, you know, one of Harness Racing's greatest journalists of all times, Cantab Hall, Western Ideal, Gala Dream, Sweet Future into the Living Horse Hall of Fame. Um, Hock and Walner into the Hall of Immortals, and uh, Hannah Miller is going to be honored too. It's going to just be a fantastic, fantastic night. And once again, we are very excited uh, to be able to be a part of this, Mike. Really, really cool stuff. Yeah, you can listen again via our website, posttimewithmikeandmike.com. We will begin our broadcast at 7 o'clock. So the way it's going to work is we're going to have probably, what, Mike, about a 15-second or so intro, and then we're going to throw it right to Roger Houston. Roger will be – he may already be talking uh, by that point. Uh, But you know what? It's uh, We're going to join the – broadcast in progress and uh, as Roger's talking uh, he'll be uh, introducing all of the inductees like I said there'll be about a 45 minute break where you'll hear Mike and I kind of chit chat back and forth about the um, inductees and then we'll go right back to the uh, ceremonies it's going to be a fun night and uh, I'm very excited to be a part of it yeah no question about it so make sure you uh, log on to ustrotting.com or for more information about the hall of fame dinner itself you can go to harnessmuseum.com and of course that will be all streamed on our website post time with mike and mike.com but mike we've got a jam-packed show a great show today lots of star power sun stinks saturday is going to be the main topic of conversation the big saturday of racing coming up at the downs of mohegan sun pocono and i'll tell you what what a fantastic card it is some great great races we're going to talk to the racing marketing manager Jen Starr about some of the going-ons that'll be happening this Saturday and maybe a little bit beyond at the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono. Plus, we're going to be joined by trainer Jim Campbell. Jim's got uh, some very, very big interests all throughout the Saturday program at uh, Pocono, so we're going to talk to Jim. Plus, Jimmy Tactor as well will be joining us towards the top of the hour. Of course, he's got a and obviously a lot of interest, as he usually does in every stakes program across the country, but uh, he's got interest in some stakes Saturday, so we'll talk to Jimmy about some of his charges. Jordan Stratton will be joining us as well. Jordan picked up uh, a live drive of, of his own with Marion Marauder. How about that, Mike? That's uh, yeah. pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, he picked up the drive of Marion Marauder uh, last week at Yonkers, and uh, he'll continue to drive uh, throughout the weekend. So we'll ask him about what he thinks about the trotting Triple Crown champion Marion Marauder as he enters uh, kind of a new phase, uh, Mike, with Scott Zeron uh, with the, some of the stakes driving duties at Pocono on Saturday. 
Plus, it's the return of our Running Aces segment, hosted by the one and only Darren Gagne. So that's coming up to a jam-packed program. We're going to kick things off with the racing marketing manager at the Downs of Mohegan Sun, Pocono, Jen Starr. She's coming up next on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. At BetAmerica, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the BetAmerica way. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain. Rehab. Rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. 12 championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick and a coast home champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018, coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail, modern legend there, foiled again, dead game, clear vision laid on the outside, Pet Rock on the inside, photo finish, foiled again, and Pet Rock together, run, This edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And Mike, as you talked about, uh, what a powerful stakes laden program that the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono has. And it kicks off with the Earl Beale Jr. Memorial in race number seven. And then it ends um, with the Max Hempt. And I'll tell you, all three races are races that I am super excited to look at. Uh, Obviously, the Earl Beale Jr. uh, Memorial is for three-year-old trotters. And I'll tell you what, Mike, what a competitive field. But one kind of unknown horse that's kind of snuck his way in is a horse named Mission Accepted. Yeah, no question about it. And that's going to be just a fantastic, fantastic card. The undercard, Mike, by the way, is very good as well. So it'll be a a big opportunity, I think, for the gamblers uh, to make some money. Every race, very, very competitive. And uh, we're going to find out exactly what's going on as far as marketing goes. And uh, it's the racing marketing manager at the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono joining us right now, Jen Starr. And Jen, before we talk a little bit about the program and what you guys have going on, I just want to turn the clock back. Back one year ago in the Ben Franklin, one of the magical moments of the sport of harness racing, in my opinion, when Keystone Velocity and Mel Merrick in that thrilling stretch duel, Keystone Velocity able to get up in time, and then the special moment as Keystone Velocity was coming back to the winner's circle where Simon Allard paid tribute to Herbe Filion, who just passed away weeks prior. I thought that was a touching moment, one of the great moments uh, in the sport of harness racing, I think. 
It really was. And, you know, you could see how overcome with emotion Simon was as he came back to the winner's circle, jumping on the bike just as Hervé did. And then his interview right after that race, I mean, he paid tribute to Hervé and he talked about how he had spoken with him over the years and he had always inspired him. It was just a wonderful race, a wonderful moment, and just a wonderful tribute. Now, Jen, talk to us a little bit about what's going on on Saturday night. Obviously, a big night of live harness racing action. But from a marketing standpoint, you guys have a couple of fun promotions going on as well. Oh, we are beyond excited about this race night. I mean, all eyes are on so many of the phenomenal horses that night, and we are excited to have fans come out and watch the racing. But before we even get to the racing, we are welcoming Julius Dr. J. Irving, who will be in the house for autographs and photos at 4.30. And it is a limited signing, so you have to get your wristband at 1 o'clock. This is for Racing Rewards Card members, and we've got an extra little special Cool for our racing rewards card members that come out to meet Dr. J for that particular signing. And then he'll be chatting with his fans and taking photos. So that's at 4.30 in the racing lobby, wristbands at 1 o'clock. And then, of course, we kick off the incredible night. Don't forget also to pick up your racing program. There's a coupon in there, and you'll be able to pick up the souvenir cooler pack, which is a special remembrance of your Sunstake Saturday night. And it's got the date on it and everything, and the coupons are available as you come in in the program now jen uh they're they're giving me a little bit of of crap here at the usta because i have no clue who dr j is so so <laughs> so I, I just wanted to kind of throw that in there you know you, you have no wait, wait a minute what <laughs> that's that's what they said they said you have no idea they, I, they gave me a homework assignment that i have to look up who dr j <sighs> is before i go out on Saturday. So I don't want to tell Dr. J that, obviously, but, you know, I have to figure that out, Mike. Dr. <laughs> J's a little bit taller than you, buddy, so you be, you better know who he is by the time you get there on Saturday. <laughs> Mike Bozich, will you please give him some lessons on, oh. you know, sports and all aspects so that he's ready oh. for Saturday? The, the, I'll tell you what, that that's something. You don't know who Dr. J. Julius Irving is, one of the greats, one of the all-time great NBA basketball players. Oh my goodness, unbelievable! Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's let's get back on track. Jen, from a, a, a personal point of view, now you've put a lot of these you know big events together since you've been at the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono, and coming up uh, in just uh, gosh a couple of short months now, you're going to be putting together the the Breeders' Crown, and obviously it's a it's a, a treat to have the Breeders' Crown. Uh, at the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono. You guys had it a few years back, and it was just awesome. But, uh, you know, putting these big events together, I mean, from a personal point of view, I guess they, they all come with their own challenges. Tell us a little bit about, from a personal point of view, what it's like to put put these big events together. Well, there's a lot that goes into it, much more than, than the racing standpoint. You want to make sure that your fans are comfortable. There's places to watch the races. There's lots of places to eat and you know, just generally hang out, uh, a good vantage point. Just you have to make sure that everything is covered. Plus, everything is pleasing to the eye. When you think about it, we are all event planners. We make sure everything just looks perfect and is good for the fans to come out and comfortable for the fans because you never know what the weather's going to be like too. So be prepared for the weather. What if rain is coming? Make sure that there's plenty of coverage. What if it's freezing cold outside and you've got hospitality 
tents. Make sure that there's heaters involved. You just never know what's going to happen. So the most important thing is to be prepared and make sure everything is fan-friendly. And there's a lot of things going on at once, not just the races, but other things going on. So that's one of the key things that I've done in the past Breeders' Crown events that I'm putting together for this Saturday, for Sun Stake Saturday, and for this coming Breeders' Crown. Now, Jen, obviously a fantastic race card that you guys have put on with the help of your uh, guys in the race office, Rick Kane. Talk about a couple of the horses. Obviously, Lather Up is uh, probably the one on everybody's watch list. But there's a horse, a uh, three-year-old uh, Colt Trotter named Six Pack in the Earl Beale Jr. Memorial that everybody really has their eyes on as trainer driver Aki Svonstead brings his uh, undefeated Trotter in to face some pretty tough company. But Manchego is uh, looking to derail that uh, plan. Well, you know, all eyes will, of course, be on Manchego, and she is just, just phenomenal. I mean, let's not take anything away from her. She is just incredible. 15 for 15. Her elimination last week was amazing. She had crystal fashion right on her heels, and she still won the race. And, of course, all eyes will be on her. We had a chance to chat a little bit with uh, Okus Vonstead about his colt and he's just as excited about the race the post while not as favorable as he wanted it to be he did say that he has a lot of confidence in this colt and he loves to get in the bike and just take the race as it's coming so he is just as excited about this race so you know i mean anything can happen it is racing and while it it looks like a thrilling race on paper i think once the gate opens it is just going to be an amazing amazing event yeah it certainly is once again a great card coming up saturday at the downs of mohegan sun pocono jen before we let you go uh if anybody's in the area even if anybody's not in the area that they should be in the area saturday night uh make yourselves be in the area saturday night because that's where all the action is going to be but um for any information where where could where could people go well, definitely follow us on Twitter, at Downs at MSP, because we will have everything leading up to the event and everything during the event. So make sure you follow us on Twitter, and we'll get you posted. And I want to mention one other thing. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a horse named Foiled Again. Because oh, yeah. he will be here on Saturday and going for his lucky 100. And you know what? Win or lose. Come out and see this amazing horse. And he is just brilliant in every race he's in, and he has such a fan base. So I think along with the Sunstake Saturday card, come out and cheer on the illustrious, incomparable Foiled Again. No question about it, Harness Racing's biggest and greatest star. Well, Jen, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, and we are looking forward to the big card coming up on Saturday. Thank you so much. All right, that was the racing marketing manager at the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono, Jen Stone. I got to tell you, Mike, I was getting a little bit antsy because when you didn't hear, when you've never heard of Dr. J, and she asked, <laughs> "Have you ever heard of Foiled again?" I was like, "I don't. <laughs> I have. Maybe Mike hasn't." Listen, there's some Hall of Famers I apparently don't know about, so uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, what uh, Dr. J has to say as I go up and uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll say hello. Who knows? But uh, yeah, what so a fun be- weekend! Is it? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. 
Well, I was going to say it's going to be interesting to see what uh, Jim Campbell has to say about his horses. Jim's coming up next. And, uh, you know, talking about Hall of Famers, Mike, at the top of the hour, Jimmy Tactor, who's been on this show quite a bit, we've, he hasn't been on this show in a while, has he? No, he's not been on the show. The last time he, uh, we talked to Jimmy was, uh, I think, might have been the Breeders' Crown last year. Yeah, I think Jessica was the last one to talk to Jimmy from yeah. our group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, won't, we won't go into it. We won't, we won't discuss that, okay? All right. But, so, uh, so Jimmy, <laughs> go ahead. But uh, Jimmy is uh, – he's going to join the program. We're going to talk man at Chigo a little bit. And, you, you know, you talk about um, – a filly taking on the boys and in harness racing, you're starting to see it more. Uh, Handel or Hanover uh, has done it a few times, but last year in this race, uh, Ariana G tried to take on the task. And I believe she was third um, in route to a possible trip to the Hamiltonian. So it'll be interesting to see where trainer Jimmy Tactor uh, feels that uh, Manchego will go. But another question that nobody really knows uh, thus far is will Atlanta join the ranks uh, with Manchego? Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. And you know what? I got a question for Jimmy right off the bat. You're going to have to let me leave that one off because I got a question right off the bat that's going to get him fired up right away. Yeah, definitely. So. Uh, well, uh, well, you, you, well, that's just what we want is to get him fired up as soon as he gets on the program. You got it. So that's a can't-miss segment. That's coming up at the top of the hour. Jim Campbell is coming up next. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Back in just a moment. Mike Bozich here along with Mike Carter for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a wheelchair or scooter? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application. If eligible, you may receive funding. Again, that's pacingforthecure.org. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer, driver, or owner? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2017 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2018 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through October 31st. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers, trainers, and owners. Once again, that's pacingforthecure.org. The Standard Bread Pleasure Horse Organization of New Jersey is proud to present the National Standard Bread Horse Show. Coming up on August 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Horse Park in Allentown, New Jersey. It's fun for the whole family. The fun starts on Friday, August 10th at 6.30 with games and fun divisions featuring the Sam McKee Memorial Barrel Race. Then on Saturday, August 11th, it's Western In-Hand Showmanship, Driving, Roadster, and Gated Divisions. And on Sunday, August 12th, Dressage, English Equitation, Jumping, Hunters Fresh Off the Track, Warhorse, and the Pacing for the Cure 2-Gated Pleasure Class. This year's show is in memory of the late, great Sam McKee. For more information, visit us at sphonj.org. That's sphonj.org. It's the National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Horse Park in Allentown, New Jersey. Be there! 
Windback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. We're back on post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter. And uh, Mike, I'll tell you what, we've been on the air for two plus years, and it's hard to believe that there are some still that that, that there are still some higher profile horsemen that haven't been on this program as of yet that are still making their post time with Mike and Mike debuts. And we've got one of them coming up, Mike, and his name is a very familiar name with all of Harness Racing, Jim Campbell. I think that's because he's uh, a little bit afraid of you, but uh, no, I'm kidding, of course. But uh, no, I bet you uh, he knows who Dr. J is for crying out loud. <laughs> It'll be fun to talk to Jim Campbell. We've talked to John Campbell um, uh, a few times, but never to Jim, so it's exciting to have a uh, new face on. All right, so let's bring in trainer Jim Campbell. Jim, welcome to the program, buddy. How are you? Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. All right. Well, we certainly appreciate you joining us, and you obviously have uh, a lot of interests coming up in the uh, Saturday program, the big Saturday program at the Downs in Mohegan Sun Pocono. Uh, Jim, let's let's start by talking about the the James Lynch. That's in race number nine, and uh, you've got a horse in here by the name of Alexis Power. I've had a chance to see her race on several occasions. Very nice horse. And the the three year olds five to one in the morning line. Tell us about how Alexis Power is training coming in, and uh, what your th- uh, thoughts are on the race overall. Well, first of all, it, it's a really tough group. There's uh, some really good three year old pacing fillies out there, um, and you know we've been more than pleased with the way she's come back this year. Um, I was happy with her with her race on Saturday in the in the elimination. Um, you know she she went a little bit of a tough trip uh, coming first over. But um, you know there was there was no choice. Timmy uh, had to move her out. There was a ninety to one shot in the two hole there, so he couldn't take a chance. Um, but uh, you, you know, uh, you are my candy girl. She she stepped up, went a big mile, and you know she was top belly last year. So uh, I was really happy with the way she raced in the elimination and uh, the way the race kind of sets up. It looks like you know there should be a lot of action, uh, and uh, you know she's a type where. If she gets on the the right horse's uh, back, uh, you know, she'll she'll make a good showing for herself. Now, Jim, you have a cavalry in the Earl Beale Jr. Memorial uh, for $500,000. And number two, Patent Leather gets Brian Sears um, aboard tonight as Tim Tietrich, or excuse me, on Saturday as Tim Tietrich will drive crystal fashion. Patent Leather uh, put in a really strong effort and uh, had a lot of heart in uh, the elimination last week. Yeah, he's a he's a real gutsy horse. He he the way he looks and the way he acts, he he's he's just like his sire, Broadway Hall. He puts reminds me so much of the way Broadway Hall was. And uh, you know, he went uh, you know, went a real tough third quarter there, twenty six and four. Um, just got a little bit tired down by the wire, but he's 
he's he's a type of horse. You know, he gives you everything that he's got, and uh, he's he, he's got a lot of heart. And uh, you know, he's he's just just a just a really nice horse uh, to train. Take a look at number four, Crystal Fashion. Crystal Fashion, the uh, second favorite, at least in the morning line, of course, to uh, Manchego. And, uh, you know, this is a horse, I mean, he is he's very, very good, obviously very sharp. He hasn't been worse than second at five starts. And I saw the, I had a chance to see this horse race at uh, Harris, Philadelphia. That now one is a five there. I thought looked very good, one, one in 54 and two under minimal urging, and has been sharp ever since. Give us your thoughts on uh, how Crystal Fashion's coming into it. Well, I've been very, very happy with uh, with the way he's come back this year too, and uh, was extremely happy with the performance he put in on Saturday. Uh, you know, he got a little, uh, he got tough luck the first half of the mile, being getting shuffled back to last, but then uh, he did catch a break um, when Trevor Henry's horse made a break that enabled him to to get moved uh, moved up a lot closer. It took it took one of our other ones out, but. Crystal, uh, he took took advantage of that, and you know, to to give Manchego a run for her money the way he did, you know, was extremely pleased with him. And uh, he's a he's a big colt, and uh, you know, like you said, Mike, he he looked good that day at Chester in that overnight, and uh, you know, he's just got a big, nice long stride to him, and he, he's a big, strong horse. So, uh, you know, really looking forward to uh, to the rest of the year with him. Hopefully, he stays in the form that he's in now. Now, Jim, the five fashion wood chipper is a horse who won five times for you at 11 starts as a two-year-old. Uh, but coming into the elimination, uh, he kind of got roughed up. He was parked a mile back on May 26th and then made a break uh, on June 17th after having some time off. Is he coming back into form, and uh, how were how impressed were you with his elimination? I was very impressed with his elimination. You know, he he came first over and, um, you know, went, went a tough trip and, you know, he fought, fought hard to get, to get third, uh, cause it was very, very tight on the, on the line. Um, he, we, we have had some, pro- we had some problems with him, uh, the couple starts up there at Pocono. Um, you know, most, for the most part, Pocono is the easiest track to, uh, you know, to, to rig a horse for because it's, uh, you know, they get over it so good, but, um, We've we've had a few issues. You know, you know, he he trains good on the stone dust on a stone dust track at the farm, but then when he goes up there, you know, sometimes he's sticking a little bit to the track, and we've had to make last minute changes with him. And uh, um, it's just uh, he's been a little bit of a head scratcher because he, you know, he's he's a very talented colt and does have a lot of high speed to him. So I'm hoping that we'll have everything all worked out for him for Saturday. All right, well, Jim, listen, we certainly appreciate jo- appreciate you joining us, my friend. Best of luck come Saturday. And uh, real quick before we let you go, t- tell us a little bit about, uh, for those people that might know, obviously you're synonymous with the name Fashion Farms. Tell us a little bit about the Fashion Farms. Well, Fashion Farms, uh, well, they've been, they've been in business uh, since 1984. Um, I was fortunate enough uh, uh, to start to work for uh, – for Jules and Arlene Siegel in, in 1994. And, you know, it's been nothing, nothing but a great relationship, uh, you know, training their horses. And, you know, this, this August is going to be 24 years. Um, just, you know, you, as far as the sport of harness racing goes, uh, 
you know, Joel's just, he, he operates, you know, the horse in mind and uh, just, just a first class operation. And, uh, you know, we've been fortunate enough to have, have some nice horses along the way. Joel's has uh, stood some nice horses at the farm. You know, the, the farm has done everything, you know, from standing studs, uh, lots of brood mares, big racing stable. So they've, they've covered all ends of the harness racing. They've been nothing but huge assets in the sport of harness racing. No question about that. Well, Jim, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend. Best of luck to you come Saturday. Thanks a lot, guys, and thanks for having me on. All right, that was trainer Jim Campbell, obviously with a lot of interest coming up on Saturday, the big, big stakes-laden program coming up at the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono. Jimmy Tankt is in the on-deck circle. We're going to get to him and a lot, lot more, including uh, the return of Darren Gunney's running aces segment. We're going to uh, hear about what's going on at the Minnesota Oval and Jordan Stratton, too. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the Barn. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Over the past 25 years, Hoosier Park has revolutionized harness racing across the nation. The action returns Friday, March 30th, with racing every Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 6.30 p.m. Join the revolution at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information. Live remote season continues over the next couple of weeks. And, Mike, we are on track for the 2018 Hambletonian. And it kicks off uh, kind of this weekend, the road to the Hambletonian, with the Earl Beale Jr. Memorial. Yeah, Mike, it certainly does. And we are certainly looking forward to that. It's just all part of a Bing Stinks program at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Right now, let's bring in a Hall of Fame trainer, Jimmy Tactor. And uh, Jimmy, you, uh, as always, on a Big Stakes program, you're going to be very busy come Saturday night. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. Fantastic. Well, Jimmy, listen, before we start talking about uh, some of the horses coming up in the stakes races, a question that I have, and I, I, I'm going to ask you because you're, you're a Hall of Fame trainer, and you probably would know more than anybody because I can't seem to get a straight answer from anybody else, but when you talk about the success that Mare Trotters and Philly Trotters have against the boys, how come that 
the Phillies and the Mares on the trotting gate have more success against the boys trotting than the Philly and Mare Pacers do against the uh, Pacer boys? Uh, personally, I think uh, it's a bigger spread between pacing Colts and uh, pacing Phillies uh, than there is in trotting Colts and trotting Phillies, especially the younger ones. I mean, you can see two-year-old trotting Phillies are more advanced than two-year-old trotting Colts in that respect. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, the separation is not that much. It's changed a little bit as a three-year-old. It's kept tougher for a Philly to compete, of course, as a three-year-old. But as a two-year-old, I had Phillies that uh, was better than the Colts more, you know, and, uh, and the Pacers, so you don't rarely see it, you know. Now, Jimmy, obviously a big task for Manchigo coming up on a Saturday night. Uh, she takes on the boys. You draw post number six. Uh, obviously, post five on the five-eighth mile track is uh, one of the more winning posts. So just outside of that, uh, ha- talk to us uh, about her elimination and uh, her post draw. Well, you know, I mean, six is okay. I mean, you know, as long as you don't get uh... – Eight and nine on that track, it's uh, it's a big plus. I mean, I don't know why they don't have uh, that elimination winner sh- should get uh, anyway, uh, you know, guarantee a decent spot. I, you know, I mean, we saw a lot of uh, eliminations winners got nine holes, and uh, you know, I mean, it's not fair. It should be, uh, you know, you should have your position a little bit. I, otherwise, uh, it's kind of discouraged a lot of people, you know. And my daughter Nancy won with kissing in the sand or nine hole. And she probably, I don't know what the morning line is, but uh, she would have been the low odds, the lower odds if she would have a decent spot. And, you know, same with Arkansas Horse in this race, uh, you know, uh, six-pack, he draw the nine-hole. I mean, it's, it's, it's not right. So I'm very happy I got the six-hole with this horse. I mean, it's uh, because I uh, two very good horses. So I have eight and nine, and, you know, Jim drew a good post with his horse. So, it's going to be a top race. I mean, the they, horses outside, what are you going to do? They're going to leave very hard, I expect, anyway. All right, Jimmy, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the training coming into this race. Uh, first of all, how did, how did Manchego train, and how do you kind of train horses coming into a bigger race? Is it business as usual? Do you, any, do you do anything special in the week leading up? Well, when they started racing, Manchego, I haven't raced. So much this year. She have just uh, this was just her third start of the year, so she's still not really in 100% uh, racing form. I mean, you know, normally take about five, six, seven starts before the horses really start to get that right. You know, uh, strength under the legs, if you if you understand what I try to say here. But you know, so uh, but. I, I really don't train them all hard between the races now because. I mean, they're going out and go top races and coming back seven days later. You, you really don't need all that much on them. Just just a light blowout a little bit, you know. I mean, we train a lot of our, our horses on the uh, straight track. So, uh, you know, we on this week, we just give a very light training. Now, Jimmy, uh, you talked to Ken Weingartner uh, earlier this week, and you had mentioned that you thought maybe she had another gear. And I'll tell you one thing about it. It's hard enough to go 12 for 12 and transfer your form from two years old to three years old. But she seems like she's bounced back extremely well. Uh, what else, What more do you think she has in the tank? Do you think you know she's just going to continue doing what she's doing and just continue to grind on? Or do you think maybe uh, she's got some more speed backed up? 
Well, you know, I mean, Manchego has basically been shot, you know, really very regular. She's such a great talent and things like that. And this week I'm going to experiment a little bit on her. I, I light her up quite a bit. You know, she went from steel shoes all around to aluminum all around. And it's a significant, uh, you know, way different, you know. I mean, you know, sometimes that could backfire. But, you know, you're going into this race, and I know I'm going to have to have the horse on the absolute best uh, possible way, you know, so I got to gamble a little bit, and uh, you know, even that she'd been very good, and she had a very good elimination, I mean you know, I mean, but uh, I go in for win it Jimmy, let's uh, talk about a couple of the other horses in the stakes races, and the Max Hemp uh, Memorial going for $500,000, you've got Nutcracker Suite starting from post position one, uh, finished a good second to the obvious one to beat in that race, Lather Up. Tell us a little bit about Nutcracker Suite and what you think he's got to do to upset uh, Lather Up and some of the others in that race. Well, the way they look to me, um, you know, Lather Up was, we had a, you know, we opened up hard, and so did he in elimination, and uh, we got a perfect spot right behind him, and he left me, you know, by two lengths in the stretch, so I don't know how I'm going to be able to beat him unless his horse uh, is a little bit uh, less good in the final, and my horse is a little better, but uh, Nutcracker, he's he last two races, I've been very, very happy with him. I mean, he raced really good in North American Cup. He had a nine-hole. He had the, the worst trip possible for a horse to, to get. I mean, he was three wide the first turn, and then he had to force himself up to the park position and, and still held on very good. I mean, finished six in that race, but he raced the top race. This horse had been the worst luck at horse with the post draw. He had more eight posts and nine posts than any horse I've ever seen. But uh, he got a decent post in the in elimination, and they, he can leave the gate extremely hard. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I expect David to leave very hard with him and uh, try to protect his position, and uh, and, uh, and the ladder up most likely going to come, and uh, that's the one I want to sit behind. So if that works out, uh, we got to be lucky that uh, our horse is a little better and uh, George's horse is a little bit uh, Fall back, you know, but uh, if ladder up is as good as he was in the uh, elimination, it'd be very hard. Then, Jimmy, you have Western uh, fame in the 11th race on Saturday night for the Ben Franklin. Obviously, a tough post uh, out towards the outside, but Western fame is a horse that has handled the outside post uh, before and has been able to spring a little bit of an upset. Uh, what kind of chance do you give him? Well, he's a funny horse. He's, he's the kind of horse that uh, he's. He's five years old now, and he's acting like he's a two-year-old in a lot of things in his mind. One of those days, I just waiting for that day when this horse started to realize how good horse he really is, because he he is extremely lazy horse, and he kind of don't pay focus. I mean, you know, it's, you look in the elimination, you look in the last turn that he's barely going to get the check, and then uh, you know, last eight he's suddenly digging in. It's it's a strange, strange horse, but it's a typical Western ideal horse. The ones I've been around that uh, are lazy, and uh, they are good horses. I mean, I have vintage master a few years ago. I mean, he was similar to this one in a lot of ways like that. You know? So, you know, I mean, of course, nine post going to be very, very hard, but uh, the pace going to be high, and uh, he's a strong horse. And uh, if uh, Andrew uh, able to put him in a decent spot, then, uh, you know, he might get a little check there. 
All right. Well, Jimmy, I got one more for you. Obviously, uh, everybody in harness racing uh, across the world is wondering uh, about Lazarus. How's he doing, and uh, how do you like him so far? I am very happy with his horse. I mean, he came here about it's close to a month now, and uh, how he adapted to our operation is uh, just uh, very nice. And uh, he uh, seems like he had the great attitude you know i mean he's uh, you can you feel when you sit behind him that he's a very special horse so you know i mean he when he came here of course it was you know winter in his home country and uh, coming here to this warm weather and uh, it, it's it's a big change for him you know he actually had a little fur on him and uh, he started losing his hair now he started to look a lot better and uh, and uh, gaining weight and uh, he looked fantastic so he's uh, feel very strong I, I don't know, you know, he raced in March, so they've been swimming in between, so it feels to me like he personally have, a, you know, that he hasn't lost all that much condition. I mean, he felt very fit to me. Okay, any idea when uh, we could see his uh, North American debut? I was planning to actually train him. Uh, he's just been training on my straight track uh, since he came here. He's been there about five times, six times now, and uh, uh, I was planning to train him a, a track, a round mile track on uh, most likely Wednesday for him, and unless it's, it's going to be very, very hot here this week. So, I, you know, I, it all depends on the weather a little bit. But uh, we were planning to go trip with him on Wednesday and uh, kind of get a little feel of where he's standing. Fantastic. So we'll I, listen I, to you. Go ahead. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you say, and the, and the weather plays a lot. To, it has a lot to do with it. And, and like you said, it was winter where he came from, and now all of a sudden we're uh, going to be in 100-degree heat the next couple of days. So, well, listen, Jimmy, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Uh, always generous with your time, and we certainly appreciate that, my friend, and best of luck to you come Saturday. Thank you very much. You guys, good luck. All right, that was Jimmy Taxter and uh, almost, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's that? Oh yeah, almost yeah, almost. That's for sure. Yeah, almost. but uh, he, but 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 he, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, g- good point about Lazarus, and obviously this is a horse that you're going to let him dictate kind of when he wants to go. You know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's one of those things that, like Jimmy said, he had to adjust from winter time to su- back to summertime uh, again. He's lost losing his hair, which is a uh, is a good thing. Uh, you you hear that and you wonder, well, is there something wrong with him? He's just losing his winter coat, and uh, it's kind of like a dog almost. Yeah, he's going to go a training trip on Wednesday, so that'll be very interesting to see. And uh, you know, I'm sure uh, I'm sure Jimmy's going to make some decisions based off of uh, you know what what he thinks Lazarus showed him uh, during that point, right? Yeah, for sure. And I, I found it really interesting that uh, he said he was going to take a gamble uh, with Manchego. Uh, that's going to be an interesting uh, shoeing change. Uh, we, we've seen how shoeing changes can affect some horses, and so it'll be interesting to see uh, what uh, what she does come um, come Saturday. All right, lots left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, our good buddy Jordan Stratton's in the On Deck Circle Plus, Darren Gagne's Running Aces segment, and much, much more still left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. 
Join Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment for our championship meet that is highlighted on July 14th with Crawford Farms, Meadowlands Pace, and then wraps up on August 4th with our prestigious Pembletonian. Join us for promotion pack Friday and Saturday nights with post time at 7.15. Test your skills and take a shot at the survivor wager for added gambling fun. For more info, go to playmeadowlands.com. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Attention all breeding funds. Did you know Pacing for the Cure has a stud fee for scooter program? Your stud fee donations will help those living with MS with severe mobility limitations obtain a scooter and be able to continue to enjoy their love of harness racing. Contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org if you'd like to make a donation. Mike? In case you haven't noticed, Mr. Bill G. has begun pacing for the cure for multiple sclerosis. Join in on the fun and weekly contest on Facebook to guess where he will place in each race. Like and share our page. Great prizes available for the lucky winners. Better yet, come out to the racetrack and watch him race live. Let's start a Mr. Bill G. fan club and start blogging on the journey page of the pacingforthecure.org website. Once again, that's pacingforthecure.org. This edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And Mike, I'll tell you one thing that we don't necessarily talk about in uh, harness racing all that much is the trotting and pacing triple crowns. And the last trotter to win the triple crown was Marion Marauder. And it's really cool to kind of see him uh, racing back and forth uh, over the past uh, couple of seasons. And uh, he's very much back uh, this year. Yeah, and it's certainly cool to see uh, one of the good guys of the sport, our buddy Jordan Stratton, get a shot at driving such a great horse like Marion Marauder. And right now, Jordan's joining us on the program. Jordan, welcome in, sir. How are you? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Now, Jordan, a quick question, and then I'm going to let Mike, uh, then I'm going to let um, turn Mike loose. But I did want to ask you this, Jordan. Um, driving Marion Marauder, a horse like that, how much input do you get? From how much input did you get from uh, from the Keelings and the Paula Wellwood when uh, when driving this horse for the first time? Did you get any input, or did they just kind of give you the lines and say, "Go ahead, my friend"? Um, obviously, with with that kind of horse and his resume, I've I've always been a big fan of him, and I watched him win the Triple Crown. And I I drive with Scott a little bit at Yonkers, so I spoke to him more than anything. And uh, by the time they got to the track, I pretty much had all the info I needed to know. Now, Jordan, talk about Marion Marauder last week. Obviously, he won the Yonkers trot, so it's one of those things that he could handle a half-mile track. Uh, he returned back to the Yonkers raceway surface last week and uh, really seemed to enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I, racing at Yonkers, I get the opportunity to drive a lot of good horses, but 
when you sit behind a horse of his caliber, it's just you really notice the difference. Jordan, coming up this weekend, uh, you take on In Secret. Um, I know my chip, Crazy Wow, and Will Take Charge. And Will Take Charge draws post number eight to your outside. But how about post number two? Marion Marauder looks like a, a tough horse um, coming up this weekend. Yeah, it's definitely a good draw for us. And it's a great field of horses, great field of charters. And I was pleasantly surprised when I saw the draw. Now, Marion Marauder, this will be his first trip uh, to Northeast Ohio, so it'll be interesting to kind of see how he takes to the racetrack. Uh, what are your plans, uh, so to speak, and if you could kind of map out his trip uh, during the mile, what would it be? Um, you know, I, I don't think the track will really bother him. Great horses overcome everything, and he definitely is a great horse. Uh, as far as my trip, just try to get a clear run at him and – you know, I, I don't think having a lack of horses is, is the problem. Just hopefully he can get a clear trip, and he'll he'll do most of the work, I think. All right. Well, Jordan, you've got a big stakes weekend coming up. Obviously, uh, it's been a it's been a big stakes season, so to speak, for you. Uh, where 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 do you head to next uh, after this weekend? Uh, yeah, it's been really good so far. With winning the Battle Lake area, that was that was awesome. But. Uh, a little Goshen on Friday and then uh, Northfield on Saturday and back to Yonkers on Sunday and bit of a legend has the Garrity at the end of July, July 21st. Wow. Good, good stuff. And obviously you do a lot of driving for uh, one of my favorite guys in the business and the trainer, Pete Tritton, but uh, you usually ply your trade at Yonkers and uh, gosh, it's been six months now since they've taken out the passing lane. Is, is everybody kind of adjusted to it? Is it, is it not business as usual now? Like it never was even there. Um, you know, I think it mixed it up a, a little bit, but you know, you're ultimately you're driving with some of the best drivers in the world and you know, they're they're gonna become accustomed to, to anything. You know, I would like to see maybe some different changes throughout the year just to keep it exciting, but it it's definitely changed up racing a little bit. Yeah, no question about it. I think it has to watching uh, quite a bit of Yonkers. Well, Jordan, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend. Best of luck uh, come the weekend and uh, and beyond. Always good to check up on you and, uh, and see what's going on in the world of Jordan Stratton. All right, thanks, guys. It's always great to be on the show. All right, that was driver Jordan Stratton. And, of course, he's uh, second time that he's driven Marion Marauder. And I'll tell you what, you see the career of Jordan Stratton now starting to take off. I mean, he's really starting to put it together at Yonkers, Mike, over the last couple of years. He's really starting to, you know, attract more bigger drives. I mean, he's, you know, he's been driving Pete Tritton's horses for a while now. But now you see him starting to drive the likes of Marion Marauder. And he is certainly one of the – I don't want to say the term rising star because he's one of those youthful veterans where it seems like he's been around forever. But uh, I'll tell you what, he is certainly becoming known in the driving ranks, I think, all across the world. Oh, for sure. He uh, has uh, amounted to some pretty big stakes wins uh, this season, last season, and uh, beyond that. So it's uh, really cool to watch him drive. He's very calm, cool, and collected, and uh, he got picks up the drive again this weekend on Marion Marauder. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to hear from our good friend Darren Gagne. It's the Running Aces segment. It's back. We're going to hear all about the Minnesota Oval and what's going on. And what's coming up? You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, back in just a moment. The Standard Bread Pleasure Horse Organization of New Jersey is proud to present the National Standard Bread Horse Show. 
Coming up on August 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Horse Park in Allentown, New Jersey. It's fun for the whole family. The fun starts on Friday, August 10th at 6.30 with games and fun divisions featuring the Sam McKee Memorial Barrel Race. Then on Saturday, August 11th, it's Western in-hand showmanship, driving, roadster, and gated divisions. And on Sunday, August 12th, dressage, English equitation, jumping, hunters fresh off the track, war horse, and the pacing for the cure to gated pleasure class. This year's show is in memory of the late, great Sam McKee. For more information, visit us at sphonj.org. That's sphonj.org. It's the National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Horse Park in Allentown, New Jersey. Be there! Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's Winback. Farm.com. Running Aces Casino and Racetrack is the premier harness racing facility and card club in the upper Midwest. Located just 20 minutes north of the Twin Cities in beautiful Minnesota with seasonal live harness racing from May through September. Running Aces is the home of the $50,000 Dan Patch free-for-all pace and the $300,000 Minnesota Night of Champions. With live harness racing action three nights a week every Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday night, and our signal is available on ADWs and at racebooks and simulcast facilities near you. Visit our website, runaces.com, for more information. Again, that's runaces.com. Hey, it's Darren Gagne here at Running Aces Casino and Racetrack. And hey, the 2018 Running Aces season is in full swing. We have live harness racing action three nights a week. The meet's early highlights have featured outstanding performances from top horses like Silverload, who strung together three consecutive wins in the open trot, all three of them being track record performances. On June 16th, Silverload shattered the track mark for age trotting mares with her dazzling 154-3 victory over the trot- trotters on the grounds in the 20 $20,000 Running Aces feature trot. Running Aces top pacer from 2017, Fire Drake, is back and he has turned in two top open wins already this season, including a powerful drawing away victory in 153 flat this past Sunday night with trainer driver Nick Rowland in the sulky. Banker Volo, track record holder here at Running Aces overall, has also found the winner's circle twice already this season at Running Aces, topping the best trotters on Sunday in 155-4 and four with driver Rick McGee in the bike. Gold Star Misty has also returned to running aces this season, and she has emerged as the top-facing mare once again in 2018. She now sports a three-race winning streak and posted a sparkling mile in 151-4 and four on Tuesday, June 19th with trainer driver James Yoder. Best in the business was the winner of the $20,000 running aces featured pace on Sunday, June 17th with an ultra-game first-over victory in 152-2 and two for trainer Gene Miller and the Brett Boyd Stables and driver James Yoder. 17 horses have been nominated to the 2018 Dan Patch Free-for-All Pace at Running Aces. Very exciting group of horses, all talented, are going to assemble with the elimination starting on Sunday, July 8th. 
along with the top local pacers like Fire Drake and Best in the Business, and also Stevensville and Better's Promise, and I'm an Athlete and Hawks Red Chief. The Mayor, Gold Star Misty, has opted to go against the boys in the Dan Patch Free-for-All Series at Running Aces. And then we have horses shipping in from Indiana like Elusive Image. Horses coming from all over the country, including Ohio, Captain Velocity. Also, Nine Ways will be coming out to the Dan Patch Free-for-All. Phoenix Warrior N from Pennsylvania. Pretty Boys Swag and Rollin' and Rock have been racing in New York. And Trashy Tongue Talker has been racing in Chicago and Indiana. So a very talented field going to assemble for the 2018 Dan Patch Free-for-All Series at Running Aces featuring a $50,000 final on a Sunday, July 22nd. Some big racing action coming up at Running Aces in the month of July. Don't forget we have live racing at Running Aces three nights a week. Tuesday nights, our first race post time goes at 7 p.m. Central. And Saturday and Sunday nights, first race post time is at 6 p.m. Central. Running Aces is guaranteeing the late pick four wager, the 50 cent late pick four Running Aces, guaranteed at $7,500 every Sunday and Tuesday night. 50 cent late pick four, comprised of the last four races on the program, has produced very large payouts. The most recent examples are the last two nights of racing. Two nights ago, the 50-cent late pick four at Running Aces paid $1,633.70. And then on Tuesday night, our most recent card of racing, the 50-cent late pick four paid out $1,925 for a 50-cent wager. Once again, our late pick four at Running Aces is guaranteed at $7,500 every Sunday and Tuesday night. And we have live racing Sunday, Tuesday, and Saturday evenings now through September 15th. Running Aces Casino and Racetrack is the premier harness racing facility and card club in the upper Midwest. Located just 20 minutes north of the Twin Cities in beautiful Minnesota with seasonal live harness racing from May through September. Running Aces is the home of the $50,000 Dan Patch free-for-all pace and the $300,000 Minnesota Night of Champions. With live harness racing action three nights a week, every Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday night. And our signal is available on ADWs and at racebooks and simulcast facilities near you. Visit our website, runaces.com, for more information. Again, that's runaces.com. Coming up this weekend at Running Aces, Saturday night's program will feature the Minnesota Sired three-year-old Pacers Class A going for $10,200 with a nice field of seven in race number two on the program. Number six, Dream Chasing with Nick Rowland will be defending a two-race winning streak coming into the contest this coming Saturday night, fresh off of a lifetime best victory in 155 flat last time out. Also on Saturday night, we will feature the open trotting event. The open trot on Saturday night, $11,000 purse with a talented field of six. Banker Volo fresh off a victory in 55-4 and four last time out. Rick McGee driving that one from post five. Silverload is back. She had a three-race win streak, and that was snapped last time out by Banker Volo. She finished second. She has six wins and 17 starts this year. Those two horses have top billing in the open on race number six on Saturday night. Also in the field, Pride Crest, Ideal Jesse, Doug's Hobby Horse, and Almar Reba Babe, who earlier in the season equaled the previous track record mark from Silverload, 
a few weeks back. Sunday's program at Running Aces also loaded with some great races. On a Sunday, we will feature the Minnesota Sired three-year-old trotters. Class A will go for $10,200 with seven of the top three-year-olds in the state of Minnesota vying battle in that contest. Number 1A, Decker, in race four on Sunday night, is going to defend a three-race win streak. The three-year-old filly by Braggart with Nick Rowland driving for Justin Amphenson, looking for her fourth win straight on the season in just five starts on Sunday night. Also on Sunday, the Horses and Geldings Open Handicap Pacing event will be top build on the program with another talented field going postward, Fire Drake. Going to be back with Nick Rowland in the bike in race number eight on Sunday night, looking to defend their victory last time out with a powerful stretch burst of speed, just uh, drawing away from the field in 27 and 2 to stop the timer in 153. Last week, Fire Drake looks to make it two in a row this week, but will have to face some tough pacers. Hawks Red Chief has drawn the far outside post. He has been very good at running aces so far this season with a win, a second, and a third in just his four local starts. Also, top pacers Stevensville to the limit betters promise and a newcomer one and only will try to take on fire drake in the feature on sunday night once again live racing is every tuesday night saturday night and sunday night and again our 50 cent late pick four is guaranteed at seven thousand five hundred dollars first race post time on the weekends 6 p.m central and first race post time on tuesday nights is 7 p.m central visit our website runaces.com for free past performance program pages for every night of live racing also, plenty of handicapping, helpful information, including selections and pick for suggested tickets from our guest handicappers. So again, check it all out. Plenty of information for you on our website, runaces.com. Free digital program download for every live racing night. has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check out the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. Over the past 25 years, Hoosier Park has revolutionized harness racing across the nation. The action returns Friday, March 30th, with racing every Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 6.30 p.m. Join the revolution at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. Don't forget, coming up on a Sunday, we have a special edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, live from the Harness Racing Center. For information, visit ustrotting.com. We'll see everybody next week. First post, 1030. Good night.
Stay here. I know. 